my Movember campaign is uh, excellent. Is, uh, going somewhat strong. It's sort of stalled. So I'm blaming all of you people out there, and I'm hoping that uh, some of you can help out a little bit. Uh, you know, it's uh, me collecting money to help men help raise awareness for men's health. We're at. Uh, Three sixty-five. Three sixty-five. Three hundred sixty-five. So one dollar for every uh, day of the year. So that's pr- is where we are right good. now. It's sixteen days into the month, and uh, my mustache, I think, is looking respectable at this point. It's so it creepy. It is like a porn mustache, ladies and gentlemen. It's so creepy. It's like I think I saw Chris walking in today, and he's a good-looking guy, but somebody grabbed Thank their you. kid and clutched it to their breast ah. and went, "Oh." As they, uh, he's slightly creepy, and he was wearing a brown leather jacket. Yeah. You know, it was like the long seventies kind. I look really You know, cool. all like the vintage kind. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, long time. This is sad news. Speaking of men's health, and this is why you need to to help out Chris with his campaign. He's a Mobro. All you have to do is go to the uh, Movember Canada site and then look for Chris Creston. I'll tweet out a little link. Okay, good stuff, Chris. Uh, Longtime Blue Jays announcer Jerry Haworth is uh, scheduled to undergo cancer uh, cancer operation next week to remove a small tumor on his prostate state. Uh, He credits the MRI scan earlier this year with detecting the growth. Biopsy failed to find any prostate cancer. Which is scary. Men. That is scary. Take care of your health and be aware uh, and help out with uh, men's health. I got a book. You know, it's funny because I, I never think about going to the doctor, even when I'm sick. And now with the, I'm checking out of the Movember stuff, reading it up, and I got a book, a physical. I haven't had a physical in like three years. Really? Yeah. I, don't, I think I beat you. I think I haven't had a physical in about five years. That's horrible. I know. You're supposed to get like a, a, you know, ladies, we're supposed to get a pap every year. Is that right? I believe, I don't, I, okay, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a pap expert. My part's down there. They need some attention. Did you say, what? is that a bit uh, too much uh, information? Hey, from a doctor. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, easy now. My doctor's a female. So is mine. Really? Yeah. You don't feel a, uh, a... weird about that? No. When you, you haven't had to do the cough test yet. No, I've had to do stuff like that. Yeah, really? I've, there's been no the poking and prodding and whatnot, and I have been okay. I haven't had to do, like, the full examination that uh, I know you, you do when you get a little bit older, but I don't have a problem with a lady doctor. Actually, I'm more comfortable with a lady doctor. Really? Is it is it rude to say lady doctor? A, a female, female physician. I, but she probably is a lady. She is a lady. She's a nice lady. She's a charming lady. There you go. Um, Let's talk about ladies. Carrie Fisher, she's going to put out another book. Uh, She is, uh, you know, there's an acquired taste for Carrie Fisher. I think everybody was in love with her in the original Star Wars trilogy. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, people fell out of love with her because she's had some problems in her life. She's had some substance abuse issues and some mental health issues. And so people think, you know, her face resembles a bit of a handbag right now because I think she got some bad plastic surgery as well. So, unfortunately, I think people don't take her that seriously. She's a great writer. She's a fantastic writer, and she's releasing a new book. And I, I saw her do a little one-man show, one lady, one-woman show, talking about her life, which Did was you see that on Netflix? I didn't. I, it predated Netflix when I oh, saw Oh, you it. saw her live? No. I saw oh. her, it was on TV, but it wasn't on Netflix. Yeah, I found that insisted upon itself. I didn't love that one. <laughs> I have read her stuff, but I didn't love that one. Anyhow, uh, she has revealed that she had an affair on the set of Star Wars. Have a listen. It starts out as a kind of triangle, and then I'm thrown together with Han Solo. Ends up being one of those relationships like Tracy and Hepburn and Bogart and Bacall, or Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, where we scream at each other for the first half of the film, step on each other and hit each other, and then we end up liking each other. And then the cameras turn off, and Carrie Fisher admits that he, she and uh, Harrison Ford had an affair. 
And he, she was 19 at the time. He was 33 and married. It was a three-month affair during during shooting. She said uh, it was Han and Leah during the week, uh, Leah during the week, and then Carrie and Harrison during the weekend. Romance uh, ended when the shooting on the film ended, and this is uh, part of her new book, The Princess Diarist. Interesting, huh? That is interesting. Now, I'm waiting to see if Harrison Ford says anything about this. Well, she told him he was going to be in the book. So he apparently... <laughs> Uh, How much did she tell him was going to be in the book? She said, uh, now, I, I, she said she had an intense affair. Mm. Intense affair. He grabbed her by the buns. <laughs> Princess Leia joke, people. Buns at the side of her head. It's, it's her Come hair. Come on already. Uh, speaking of filming, Rihanna is filming today in Van Groovy in Vancouver, Canada. She, apparently a lot of people are heading out to this um, warehouse space on uh, Hastings Street because she is there, uh, she's going to be in the final season of the Bates Motel. And one of my former roommates, Tony Wilgamuth, is the uh, art director in the Bates Motel. So I just uh, texted him today. I'm like, is this true? Is she in the film? He said, absolutely. She's got, I haven't, I've talked to her, but it was very quick because she doesn't have a long timeline to shoot. So we got to get the shooting in and out. And it's quite a big role. She is going to be playing the role of Marion Crane, I believe is her name. The one that gets in the shower. Oh, alert. <laughs> Well, listen, if you haven't started watching Bates Motel, it's uh, it's a really great series. Uh, Norma is uh, Norma Bates. We didn't, you know, you don't see her much in the in the Psycho film because mm-hmm. she is basically dead. Spoiler alert from a movie from 1961. <laughs> uh, but it, this story goes back to when Norman, you know, was just a kid and and she was Norma was alive. That's his mom. Uh, Vera Farmigia plays uh, her. She, she's incredible, by the way. She's in The Departed, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, and Up in the Air. And Norman is played by Freddie Highmore, who you probably know from when he was a kid, acting in Finding Neverland and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Oh. And I strongly recommend it, not only because I know somebody that's involved with it, but because I started watching it because I thought, okay, I better watch it. So I, <laughs> but so, it's yeah, actually good. Supported, it's fantastic. It's really well shot. It's a prequel. So it builds up to the moment that we Mm -hmm. see in Psycho. And they are in the final season, which is the fifth season. All right. Uh, What else is going on in the world? Oh, yeah. You know what? I feel feel like, uh, you know, we've been hearing a lot of stories about Toronto, the bad, and that people are, you know, flying around with, uh, you know, hurling racist comments at each other and such and behaving uh, deplorably. It's a great story I came across today. There was a Canadian, she uh, is an Iranian immigrant. She came here about 12 years ago, and she posted something on her Facebook page that is, you know, getting a lot of traction online. She says she was on a subway last week. A Latino man threw down his skates, sat down in front of her, and he was holding his head repeatedly saying, oh, God, oh, God. So a fellow passenger reached out. She said a Russian guy sitting beside him asked if everything was okay in a pretty heavy Russian accent. He said he, was, he had a horrible headache, is running late for an interview. That's when she reached in her purse and said, would you like an Advil? He said, no, um, I have nothing to take it with, so no thanks. Then a Middle Eastern woman sitting beside uh, the woman that offered him the Advil offered him a juice box from her kid's backpack and said, you know, if he takes it now, he'll feel better in the, by the time he gets to the interview. He reveals he's, he's uh, nervous and... Uh, the person that was, uh, she, she, the person that originally started telling the story, this Iranian immigrant said, you know, she's an employer and she said, everything's going to be okay. Just don't make an excuse when you go in. Just apologize that you were late. Then the Russian guy 
tells him uh, to walk in confidently, tie his hair back if he could. A Chinese teenager sitting near them reaches out with it's it's this is a true story with a scrunchie basically and says, "You'll look better if you tie your hair back. I've got a million of these. Keep it." And this woman said posted on her Facebook page, if this isn't the ultimate Canadian experience short of a beaver walking into a bar holding a jar of maple syrup, I don't know what is. And you know what? More often than not, this is what I see around the city. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's so important that we share these stories because, you know, you, you only hear about the bad and, you know, a lot of times we're responsible because that's, you know, the story that's going to make you say, this is not the way I want to live my life. Maybe do something about it. I think every once in a while you have to punctuate the good. And the ethnicity of all these people is important because yeah. it shows that they have one thing in common, the fact that they all live here in Canada. Yeah, and they uh, are, it's a multicultural uh, city and, and a lot, most of the time people get along this is interesting um snapchat the um social media site is uh one step further towards its ipo sources say could come as soon as march it's valued at 20 billion or 25 billion making it one of the biggest technology offerings in recent years chris you had an interesting take on it yeah, snapchat i feel like they're going for this ipo now but it, i think they're late i i since instagram took over that sort of story feature where you put something on your page that disappears 24 hours later really snapchat other than maybe the facial feature facial uh filters yeah so you can put a dog's face on your face because it's who so doesn't want to do that yeah uh it doesn't have anything that no one else is doing anymore so i'm i'm thinking you know i wouldn't invest in snapchat at this point not now not when you know it's instagram is backed by facebook that's not they're not going to last much longer. Well, That's my prediction and, and as someone who knows nothing. Listen, Twitter's having a problem monetizing too. Remember when they uh, uh, had their uh, initial public offering mm-hmm. and people were all excited about that. So, uh, you know, it should be um, should be interesting to see where that goes. Speaking of interesting and seeing where things go, I don't know if you heard about this. A New Jersey biker rec- rescued, stopped. He saw this guy stranded on the side of the road. This was around uh, Armistice Day and Remembrance Day, of course, in the States. And he's in New Jersey. He's coming back from a, a you know, a memorial service. Stops to rescue a stranded uh, biker. It's Bruce Springsteen. It's the boss. His, his motorcycle broke down. They tried to get it started. Couldn't get it started. He said, hey, hop on the back of my bike. They went to a local bar, hung around for like 25 minutes, just shooting the poop, talking to Bruce Springsteen about living in New Jersey and about bikes. And then uh, Springsteen's ride came. He thanked him and, and left. I wonder who picked up the tab. That's not in here. Huh. I'm going to say, I bet it's going to be Springsteen that picked up the tab if they were having some bevies yeah. because I think you have to. I mean, that's got to be mm-hmm. the, one of the toughest things. Mm-hmm. And Seinfeld, if you watch uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, mm-hmm. whenever he says, you know, you're going to leave a tip, it, you know, people look and go, whoa, that's a big tip. I've seen people because do this with Jerry him. And he feels goes, obligated to. It's me. What do you think? Mm-hmm. We, like, I'm forced to leave a big, I have no choice. You know, because people are going to be all over me if I don't. He doesn't say that mm-hmm. in so, he, but he does with you know. What do you expect? Yeah. Well, Seinfeld, hey, you're a notable character. Do you uh, do you leave uh, tips, large I'm a tips? Notable character when you uh, when you're out. No one knows who I am, which is great. <laughs> and uh, I am a good tipper, but I'm a good tipper because I was a waitress 